Hello and welcome to the Revelation Podcast. My name is John and I would like to thank you for taking the time of listening. And we are going into the last part of a series within a series. With Exodus 12, we have been looking at the Passover and Exodus. At part six of that, we are looking at chapter 12, verses 24 to 28. And that's what I like to call worship God his way. We are made to worship God. And we should see that in Revelations chapter 8. I mean, Revelations chapter 4, verses 8 through 11. And with this, I'll be reading from ESV. Revelations chapter 4, verses 8 through 11. And you know that you have an opportunity to hit pause and so that you can find this verse. All right. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within, and day and night. They never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And wherever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever. The 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. In Revelation, John sees heaven's throne room. It was a place where God was worshipped. It had four living creatures and 24 elders. The four living creatures worship God day and night. As the four living creatures praises God with their words, the 24 elders lay their crowns before the throne with their words of praise. They praise him. Holy, worthy are you to receive glory and honor and power for being the creator of all things. And Paul testifies that Jesus was the creator of all things. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 says, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. We know from Genesis chapter 1 that God created the world in six days. And on the sixth day, he created the human race, and he gave them purpose. In verse 20, Eight of Genesis chapter 1 and God blessed them and God said to them be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth from this verse we see four things that God wants us to do number one is no there's four things he blessed us the human race Number two is he wants us to be productive. And number three, he gave us authority over this world. And number four, 
He wants us to glorify him in all that we do. And that truth is still even today. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, Paul says, So whatever you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And now I want to look at the context of whatever we do, because I think that's very important for us to understand what Paul means by whatever you do. And to do that, I want us to go back to Exodus chapter 12, verses 24 to 28. And I want to read that. You shall observe this right as a statue for you and for your sons forever. And when you come to the land that the Lord will give you, as he has promised, you shall keep his service, this service. And when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? You shall say, it is a sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. For he passed over the houses of the people of Israel in Egypt, when he struck the Egyptians, but spared our houses. And the people bowed their heads and worshipped. Then the people of Israel went and did so, as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. So they did. God wanted them and their children to observe the rite of the Passover. God revealed to them on how they and their children should worship him. There's a specific way. Now, we should worship God to what is according to the word and not to the tradition of men. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verses 8 through 9, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. When we teach as men, our worship is empty, and that is the wrong way to worship God. God wanted them, their children and their grandchildren, to reveal what he did for them before he delivered them from Egypt. And when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service, you shall say, it is a sacrifice of the Lord's, for he passed over the houses of the people of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians, but spared our houses. Parents are to instruct their children in the ways of the Lord. Parents should understand the word so they can answer their children's questions of why we worship God. It is a sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. For he passed over the houses of the people of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians, but he spared our houses. And we see that in Psalms, that generations after the generation that God delivered, that they were being taught about what he did in the form of song. In Psalms 105, verses 36 through 38, he struck down all the firstborn in their land, the first fruits of all their strengths. Then he brought out Israel with silver and gold. And there was none among his tribes who stumbled. Egypt was glad when they departed, for dread of them had fallen upon it. The Israelites worshipped God with obedience, and the people bowed their heads and worshipped. Then the people of Israel went and did so, as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. So they did. The right way to worship God in all that we do is worship him but do it according to his instructions. 
Then the people of Israel went and did so as the Lord had commanded. God desires obedience more than sacrifices. And we see that even with his son, Jesus. John chapter 15, verses 9 through 10. As a father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. You know, a lot of people have this mentality that, you know, because the Old Testament is no longer that God's law does not exist. So his law doesn't really matter because we're all under his grace. And that's not true. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, we see Jesus says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the laws or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. You know, in this world, man will establish his rules, and they'll even mix his rules with God. They think that it is okay, and here's why man does that. That's explained in Proverbs chapter 21, verses 2 through 3. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. To do righteous and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Remember that. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. And that's not true. Every way a man every way of a man is right in his own eyes. And that's how we should not worship God. And this is what worship is. First Samuel chapter 15 verse 22 says, And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of rams. I mean, if you want to see how we are to worship God, then this is a great verse to look at because it gives us two things. Number one is to listen. Listen to God. We can't listen to God when we have our own ways set. We have to dismiss those things. Number two, when it comes to worshiping God, is that we have to obey Him. Obey Him is better than sacrifice. Therefore, we should declare to worship God with obedience as the Israelites did. Blessed are they who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. The context of our worship toward God should be all that we do is obedience towards God. So we are to worship with God with our obedience towards Him. That is the proper context. So as long as what we do is what God wants us to do, then we understand what it means that whatever we do, do it all for the glory of God. And we should be practicing the fruit of the Spirit in that there is no law to do those things. When we practice the fruit of the Spirit, we are living a lifestyle of worship because we are obeying God. Well, I hope you enjoyed this, and I look forward to doing more.